You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. the full 90 soccer time podcast we still exist and we're not about hockey but we are about space wieners hang out our weekly look at the seattle sounders fc well weekly is a stretch our weekly look at the seattle sounders that are sometimes look at the seattle sounders fc nerdy soccer culture fan outrage and cutting eastern washington commentary in an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league i guess sort of funded by foreign royalty MLS. We're your hosts. I'm from Mornings on 1077 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the Sats booth. It's Sats booth. Boof. Boof. Whatever. He's branded. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> you can see we've gotten better since uh, since our long break. I, I uh, like I like how it's like our weekly. Okay, no, sometimes look into the Seattle Sounders. Okay, I mean like also other things like sumo, uh, nerdy <laughs> soccer culture. I mean nerdy everything culture at this point. We got to change the entire intro at this. Point. Hey, here's a podcast. It's sometimes about <laughs> soccer. <laughs> there you go. Um, do us a quick solid to click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, from, uh, and I was not expecting to write this today, but from Nico Benize to Jimmy Bajonda. I'm going to call him Tina Benize after that after the Tina dance that he did after the goal. Oh, it was Boy. so good. I mean, this guy has been like one of those journeyman MLS players for a while, you know, that like just exists and plays he's kind of like a uh i mean not to slight our buddy brad evans but like brad evans was never i mean he played for the u.s national team so i don't know but brad evans was never like the guy for a team right like you have christian pulisic which is the big name the hope of america's future republicans and then you have brad evans who is uh, a guy who is like a good enough favorite right he's a favorite and he plays for the national team and it's he's a big deal but no one's pinning their hopes of the future of the American soccer game on Brad Evans. Or even He's, the Sounder. It wasn't like the Sounders at, at any point. Like, Brad Evans uh, has a bad game. They can... I, I, I put the entire franchise on Brad Evans' shoulders. Just <laughs> I so put it on his, on his head and shoulders because look at that hair. He's Ooh, got some boy. good hair right now. Uh, but Nico Benazay is just one of those. He's kind of like Nico Benazay, Shane O'Neill, Jimmy Madronda, these guys that were kind of like okay for other teams and then come to Seattle and like Jimmy Madronda plays amazingly well for the Sounders and um, and has earned his spot and has earned the playing time that he's getting. Shane O'Neill, like a decent center back, but, you know, he's he's stepped up when the Sounders has needed him. Nico Benazay has played okay, but he comes in and just, like, 
becomes a legend because first of all his twitter game is wonderful uh second of all he loves anime like a bunch of other nerds and and third he's he celebrates like i feel like i would if i was a professional soccer player which is just like stupid (laughs) (laughs) but it's true spencer knows how to get the most out of these guys and his team they know how to get the most out of these guys that otherwise they're probably looking for a place to land and feel comfortable and be able to play kellen Rowe, another guy that's had a great season that like has been kind of around the league so yeah pretty cool jimmy madranda man he is my he's the guy for the season for me it's yep. really really pretty incredible anyway this week though we wish we also <laughs> this week the we wish we also got to play fcc cincinnati three times a season sounders fc take on the fc cincinnati of the west houston dynamo oh my god <laughs> you are brilliant that's great i it's just you look at the supporter shield standings right now and sounders are second only behind new england revolution and the way that this season has shaped up because of covid and everything is that all of the teams like for the most part have to play all of the other teams in their same conference a bunch of times because they didn't want to do a bunch of travel and all of that and because it's mls they don't pay for charter flights so like your sounders are getting kicked in the back by uh, screaming babies and toddlers just like <laughs> Like the rest of us celebrities just like us and so instead of having them travel on delta or spirit airlines to boston to go play new england uh they they have to play like vancouver three times a year well new england gets to play cincinnati who's the worst team in the league and already eliminated from the playoffs three times so no wonder they're sitting ahead of the sounders in the points because if you also got to play cincinnati a, a 15 times in a season sure. you would also look great but I make I would like to make one point. The Sounders have a bit of a problem with not dominating everybody. They show up for the big games and oftentimes have troubles with the smaller teams. They really show up for the occasion and they play to the level of the opponent a lot, which is great when all the pressure is on, but maybe not as great when you are going head to head against you know FCC a couple times a season or whatever. Yeah, or so, I mean, we talked about that. I think the last time that we recorded was you know a, a year ago. <laughs> I'm not even sure that was real. <laughs> but like they, our other show that we're doing, Nerd Talk Plus, which I don't even know if it actually exists. Yeah, yeah well, not not anywhere on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> if you're part of the Google Chat that, <laughs> that makes this possible, then you're you're in. So congrats, Brandon. <laughs> Hey, anyway, hit up uh, full90podcast.com. All our links are there, including to our OnlyFans that doesn't exist. It's pretty, pretty fun. Well, so, since they banned the sex stuff, yeah, <laughs> we're they brought out. It back. Yeah, they, okay. So it's just a lot of buttholes. Yeah, it's great. Just, yeah. Oh, speaking of which. <laughs> Beef um, <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Blue Origin, we're, we're recording this right after Blue Origin just sent a 90-year-old man into space. Not is, just any 90-year-old man. Bill Shatner. Shatner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, slam poet Bill Shatner has yeah. been to space now. Also, he plays some character that was space-oriented or whatever. And uh, a lot of people are excited to see that, myself included. I like the story behind yeah, it. I cool. just I just think it's kind of weird that, like, we have, like, a huge infrastructure, transportation, and housing nightmare in Seattle. And, like, Bezos is, like, shooting celebrities into space instead of, like, helping solve the problem that he caught that it's he's not alone in it yeah, yeah, you know yeah. horrible management from the city and the region has been largely to blame but like he could help solve it by using these billions of dollars to invest into the infrastructure but yeah. okay 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 yeah okay, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um it, the, you know the prime light rail would be pretty sweet if it went anywhere uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, but we're watching that, and you know, every time it's so easy to make the joke, and we both have made it already today, that you see the rocket take off, and it is definitely like a pretty good, like, 
a pretty model wiener that's yeah. going up. You're like, hey, yeah. the the length versus girth is pretty like, <laughs> yeah, good, good job, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I see that, and this time I was watching, and I was like, it would be really funny if, as a joke, somebody flew like a big butt over it. <laughs> So the rocket. It's the it's the uh, the UFO from Independence Day like hovers over it as we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I just like or like you know some boobs or a vagina or something sure, like sure, just sure. goes flying over and then bonk, and like I don't want anyone to die in the process. No, it of would course, just be. If someone could please animate that for me, I would very much get a kick out of it. You know, sometimes like people go back on like porn clips and they like color in the stuff, so it looks oh like yeah, 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 it looks, it looks like, like a banana or yeah, like yeah. an ice cream cone or something like that. Yeah. Like if you could just do that, if you could just animate in a like a big flying butt, that'd be really. <laughs> oh, be really it should be Nico Benizé, uh doing his twerk. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> And, and then we would officially be banned from all Sounders things forever. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we would just retweet it. We wouldn't. Absolutely. I don't think we would. Absolutely. We're not going to design it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you keep making mention to this Bifa idea. Uh, it, it happened with the EA franchise is kicking around the idea, I think more of a threat than anything, yeah, yeah. to rename the FIFA franchise to something else. And uh, on this other show, Nerd Talk Plus, that you can hear on the Odyssey app, maybe. Um, Someday. You, we were we were joking about how if you go to 1077then.com, it's actually I think it's there. I'll post this week's too. Anyway, uh, we were joking about what would you change it to? You know, they're in a dispute with FIFA over the naming rights and the money, and they're I think they're just kind of posturing to be like, yeah, well we're gonna change the name, and uh, if you don't give us a better deal. But we were laughing, and then the whole Bernandez thing came up. The uh, Felix Hernandez as Bernandez trying to pitch an extra day. LOL. Um, and we ended up at BIFA. <laughs> and now I can't stop thinking of cows playing soccer and like yeah. pooping on the field. Have you ever seen? Ever seen a cow pee? Uh, no, no. Do they? It, do they pee? Uh, just or is it kind of like? Is it kind of like a bird thing where all of their poop and pee is kind of in the same? You know? No, no, no. They are mammals. They do not have cloaca. Okay. Um, that's what the. That's why bird poop is so gross because it could be like, it could. Oh, I can't say that. Oh, okay. Does the wizard bird pee? <laughs> it teleports. It's... Okay, that's right. It teleports it all out of its. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah duh. Yeah, duh. Stupid. So yeah. Anyway, just a cow peeing is crazy. They pee like more water than you've ever drank in your life at once, and it's just horrifying. My cat pees like crazy too. You just like hear it in the other room. All of a sudden, you can hear the litter box getting annihilated by the stream of cat pee. Is from. your is your cat a cow? <laughs> yes. Oh, that explains that yoga pose. The cat cow. <laughs> it's one in the same. He's a miniaturized one though, so he's still only eighteen pounds. You know who knows that uh, cats and cows are the same? Catfisher. <laughs> that, that is a nod to a joke we made before we started recording, and I love it. So, uh, Brandon, where the hell have you been? Uh, I, I I don't know. I've I went to Hawaii. I've I've been. Reading. How long were you in Hawaii for? I, I was in Hawaii for like two weeks. It wasn't even. I mean, that's pretty long. Uh, that is pretty long. Yeah. Oh, not not quite as long or girthy as a, as a Blue Origin rocket, but uh, it was pretty yeah. long. Was your stay longer or girthier? Which was the? Ah, <laughs> oh, good question. Uh, it was definitely longer. It was it was longer. It was the reverse chode. Cool. <laughs> Uh, I went to Hawaii. I've been reading all of the books about becoming a parent uh, and uh, just sitting in a, in curling in the fetal position in the corner, worried and anxious about uh, having to be responsible for human life um, while my wife does all of the hard work and, like, grows a baby inside of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Um, let, let me... 
let me give you some advice that you didn't ask for. In the very first part of the of the baby being born, just bring your wife water all Great. the time. That's like because you'll feel so inept, and it like gives you something to do. Yeah. Here's some water. And she's like, yes, I needed that because they're producing life-giving right, nutrients for right. the baby. It's, like, very helpful. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's definitely something about the whole, like, she's doing everything because that's the way that biology works. And, and then I'm, I'm sitting here watching, like, what can I do other than stress the f- out for a long time, <laughs> you know? And uh, it's, it's great. It's awesome. Our baby boy is going to be... Anxious. So screwed. <laughs> if he develops any of my traits, he'll be depressed and anxious. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Cytilopram. Yeah, exactly. Actually, well butrin nowadays. <laughs> All right. Uh, as for me, uh, I've just been busy with this other show that we've been doing now for, I think we're 12 episodes into it. Wow, and, really? Um, yeah, man. We've made a lot. Yeah. And so... The timing issue on this has been very difficult, but we're trying to be better about it. And um, yeah, if if you ever like, I, and I'm sure you feel this as as a parent, if you ever mm-hmm. want to feel super guilty, it's do something as goofy as these podcasts that we record uh, for two hours a week, and uh, while your wife sits in the living room and like does chores and things like that. You're you're not just wife, your pregnant wife, like grows a baby inside of her and also does the housework where you're yeah. like yeah but uh i talked about a space wiener so <laughs> a lot too <laughs> and it's making other people money hopefully <laughs> let me just point out though to be fair you're actually shortchanging your job yeah, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. For- <laughs> this is time out of your work day that we're spending doing this so if you ever want to like- feel guilty 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 <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like you're doing it after work hours and like limiting your wife's no, it's it's like eight thirty on a Wednesday right now. Like I should be, I'm getting emails like as we speak. At least you've turned off the sound. I feel like every Zoom meeting I've been in ever, somebody is like in karate every week. I do it twice a week remotely. You hear like somebody's getting alerts and emails, and I'm like, have we not learned in a year and a half how to mute those yeah. notifications? Yeah, yeah. No. Well, the last time, uh, the last time that we recorded, the Ooh. sounders, uh, like so, a lot has happened. So it's been like two months, basically. The Sounders went to a cup final for the most important trophy in the Sounders history until it wasn't, and they lost it against some Mexican team. Wait, was that the CONCACAF Cup? That was the Cup of Campiones Cup or whatever. No, not the Campiones Cup, because that's the one that gets played between the Liga MX champion and the and the MLS champion. It was the... I don't, I don't even remember. I, it does not matter. It was the League Cup. You league know the, the, Cup, yeah. The yeah. one where they designed the logo by cutting a soccer ball in half and inverting it. So <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. two half yeah, spheres yeah. on top of each yeah, other. Yeah. 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 I think it. they were tired of like all of those uh, videos of players like breaking the trophies that they just won, you know? And so they were like, we're going to make this indestructible salad bowl on top of another salad bowl. <laughs> it's literally just that spray painted silver. <laughs> yeah. Exa- that's, I mean,. MLS, maybe. Uh, At some point, just give somebody a hunk of metal that just has some carving into it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Glue a soccer ball to the top and be like, we actually keep the ball. Here's your. Actually, that would be a way more. carbon rod. I bet you that, that that kind of trophy, if like something super dumb like that, like a golden clog, for instance. Would, oh, yeah, the best, yeah. Would instantly become like the most prized trophy in the trophy case. It's just like so silly. Uh, and it would become iconic, 
you know? I got to tell you, I watch a sport called Formula One, and they sell trophy sponsorships. Yeah. And so you'll get like a Heineken star is the trophy. And it it could not be more offensive right. that they like these beautiful things that you're seeking to win. Sold like, out the sport, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a Johnny Walker guy. And like, I like Johnny Walker, don't get me wrong, but like- you just put your life at risk for two hours driving as fast as you could, and they're like, brought to you by. <laughs> it's just very <laughs> you, tacky. You, you've just won the MLS Cup. Your your prize is a lifetime membership to Zulily. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by a cup of noodle. It's now in the shape of an instant ramen. I mean, I take it. I take that. I take that. Yeah, because you show that on your shelf, and people are like, what the hell is that KFC bucket? And you're like, well. <laughs> well. About that, yeah. Uh, hey, no, and no slight to these companies. I'm fully crapping on MLS and yeah. Formula One for it. They, uh, it's ridiculous. I've talked about a a, a trophy, or um, so I'm a big fan of cycling, and I've talked about a trophy that you can win if you win this race in Spain and mm. uh, the Vuelta. Tr- yeah, the Vuelta, and and like when you finish the race, you get to wear like a a really goofy like old timey, and I'm not talking old timey like the 20s. I'm talking old timey like the 1720s. Uh, hat that's like really it's just like a big uh, I can't think of the comedian but he wears that big kind of clowny hat it's very funny uh, but it's also like you've just won this mic race you've you've sold out your heart and soul for this thing and uh, here we're gonna put this goofy hat on you now (laughs) Um, these are the things I'm for like when uh, F1 will be in Texas this weekend the uh, the Pirelli post race hat that they put on that says their place and is it just an advertisement for the tire sponsor again in Texas they wear cowboy hats and like and like in Russia they had like not this time but previous times they've had the big fuzzy hat that oh yeah yeah. that you think of that's like a stereotype of that and sure that's like a cool place to put I don't know a twist on that, but also it can like get, get problem like with all the rich old white guys running it. It can get problematic real fast. <laughs> you win, you win the MLS Cup in Seattle, and they just put like a flannel draped in Zulily on you. They just hit you with a fish. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> they they give you a low wage job in an Amazon warehouse. No. <laughs> You're not working from home. <laughs> like, <laughs> Somebody's got to pay for this wiener rocket. Congratulations, we're gonna throw this golden fish into the Boeing engine, and it's gonna spray <laughs> fish guts all over your butt. Like. <laughs> But don't worry, we'll send William Shatner to space. <laughs> that would be awesome. I actually want to see people get hit with the fish guts back to. I think my buddy Sean was yeah, partially yeah, involved yeah, in that. Yeah. So it's like oh, instead, instead of the confetti cannons that they shoot on the sides of the stage, they're just feeding fish. Oh, you remember those fish tubes from a while ago? That like they were helping the fish go up the fish ladder. They'd like stick yeah. them in these tubes and the, these mnemonic tubes that would shoot them up into the into the lake. Like the old bank tellers. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So like instead of that, it's a fish tube, but it feeds it directly into a jet engine that sprays the guts into the air. No, no, no. But you you fill the fish full of confetti. Oh, okay, of course. So, yeah. so that way you get both. Yeah. The seagulls would be never happier. <laughs> All right. Love it. Well, you already see, like, at the end of a Sounders game, if you stick around for long enough, like, in the press box, like, when I used to work there, you're, if a game was at 7.30, you're there until like midnight, like just writing up all of the things that have to go to the league and doing all of the stuff that has to happen. Uh, when you look out, all of the fans are gone. Uh, even the people who are cleaning are gone. It's just seagulls everywhere picking dry this stadium and i bet you they're not getting paid for it uh <laughs> and it it is crazy because there are so i'm like where are all of these seagulls during the game because they just descend like they okay i got it 
out of another dimension. They're wizard birded in. <laughs> Just say S- Steven Seagal brings them in. Like this. <laughs> Steven Seagal, a wizard bird. <laughs> That's my friend's dad. My de- friend's dad. His name is his last name is Seagal. And his name and is his Steven. Dad's name is Steven. And oh. boy. What a terrible fate. <laughs> can I, can I, uh, uh, my brother, Stephen, who is a, yeah. uh, a great listener and supporter of this podcast yeah, yeah. whenever thanks, we record. Yeah, thanks. He, uh, he's very clever. Um, so first of all, Stephen Siegel, wonderful. So if he ever buys a bird, that has to be the name. That's his new name. I don't yeah, even care. Yeah. Second of all, he has a fish that I had to take care of for a little bit. And his fish's name, Steve Finn. Oh, get out of here. You said he was clever. <laughs> I think that's clever. I love it. <laughs> uh, face value, I hate it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, ultimately, if I sat with it, I think I would also yeah, truly yeah. love it. So. He one time thought his dog ate it. It was a, it was a whole thing. Um, Deb keeps dropping after the Turkish Grand Prix. She keeps saying, when's the chicken Grand Prix? Oh. <laughs> she said it to me three times in one day because I did. I just don't react to it. And like like a person telling a joke that doesn't land and you try and get it in later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a pro tip for from a semi-professional, a pro tip for people who tell jokes in a conversation and no one reacts, do not try to do it again. It's over. It, yeah. It's over. Yeah. Just just accept it and move on and start working on the next one. Save that joke for someone later on that you haven't talked to because as soon as you try and get it in there again, people are going to be like, yeah, dude, we heard you and it was terrible and now we think you're terrible. Uh, it, on that note, anybody? Bifa? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we like literally retold a joke without any of the punches. <laughs> All right. Other things that have happened since the last time that we recorded. The Sounders beat the Timberwolves uh, six to two. Things, something that we definitely would have had fun with on this podcast, but yeah, it was ages yeah. ago, so forget it. Um, the, another thing that we would have had fun with, New Who windmill-armed himself <laughs> into earning a foul somehow, uh, and that was amazing. And then I watched another match where Wait, I Wait, describe that. Describe that. Oh, so he uh, he did get fouled, but he didn't go down, and he realized he, they weren't going to call it, and so he like took four comically large steps i mean even for new who comically large steps and like swung his arms around forward like a windmill and it was hilarious uh everyone in that section now has windmill cancer so that's <laughs> i forget <laughs> thanks ted cruz <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate but uh, at least virginia mason is the warm-up sponsor so oh, we have <laughs> we have people standing by <laughs> <laughs> and think about all of the um salves and things like that that they can buy off of Zulily. <laughs> <laughs> and then most importantly brandon uh and, and most importantly the thing that has happened since the last time that we recorded and this only did just happen a few days ago is that the sounders played good and they have clinched their 13th playoff berth in 10 seasons Batman plays good. The Sounders played well. Okay. 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 <laughs> the 13th playoff berth in 10 seasons is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. Actually, it's uh, it's pretty amazing to be this far along. They're first in the West at the time. I haven't looked to see are, if uh, Kansas City has played again since. But um, And they're looking real good without some big stars like the Christian Roldans and the uh, Raul Rui Diaz's, which I'm very worried about all of a sudden. We'll get to that here in a second. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy. The Sounders are on pace to have their best season ever, including better than their 2014 season where they won the Supporter Shield. Oof. And they are likely to come in second place in the Supporter Shield standings. So it's like the wow. Sounders are playing better than they ever have, and are are still going to come up short in the trophy that 
you know, I Garth Lagerwey, our, our general manager, and and others say is the most important thing that you can win in this league. And so uh, it's it's a bummer, but it's also in, an incredible testament to the way that the Sounders have been playing this season. Now, the team, as I just started mentioning a moment ago, played without like a ton of key figures here yeah. and still some first-half performances that have looked killer in these last two weeks. Yeah. This, so uh, just coming off of the win against Vancouver, a 4-1 to one win against Vancouver, who's no slouch at this point, right? Like Specifically since they changed managers right. and they've been playing in some really great form recently. They've had yeah. a tough start to the season but they look they're a formidable foe now that they can travel specifically and yeah. stay at home <laughs> well and specifically like their defense has not been giving up a lot of goals and the Sounders waltz in and score in like the second minute with Shane O'Neill and then Nico Benize gets a goal it's like who are these guys that are scoring anyway uh the lineup of players who missed the match against Vancouver the Sounders players who missed the match was basically starting 11 caliber on any other team in MLS. So here's all of the players who were missing. You could field a full team almost, except for a goalkeeper. Raul Ruiz Diaz, Jordan Morris, Nico Ladero, Christian Roldan, Brad Bradsmith, Nuhu, Javier Arriaga, Delem, Jordi Delem, and Alex Roldan. That's, yeah, you could play five at the back with that. You have three set. Oh, wow. You could build an, an entire lineup, and they've done that for two games straight and have won both of them. And uh, and this is what we saw at the beginning of the season, you know, missing a lot of those players uh, going into the early season and and going into Austin and winning one nil off of like a uh, Hail Mary pass from Raul Ruiz Diaz into the net. But it's it's this this Sounders team is like incredibly formidable. If you saw that the Sounders were missing that many players in what was supposed to be a rebuilding season, the way that it was talked about before the season started and and you saw them this late in the season and you're missing those players, you might think they're doing okay. They're going to be mid-table. They're going to be, you know, but they are absolutely dominating the Western Conference. They're at the top. They Even if Sporting Kansas City played today and won their game, the Sounders have enough of a buffer that that even with a game in hand, they would still be in first place. Wow, that's a five-point lead or something? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Sounders on 57 points. I think Kansas City on 52. This is wild. I mean, it's super cool to see, again, massive props to Schmetzer and his team because even losing Pineda to Atlanta, who I'm so excited for. That's so great. It's, like, cool to see that. Schmetzer, after that big goal, that bit of magic work by Joel Paulo, this brings a question to mind for me. Joel Paulo scores a big, you know, 50-yard run goal that he just looked beautiful. And for a guy who's slower than Rui Diaz, it was, like, pretty incredible to watch that happen. Um, but Schmetzer says that's the goal of the season. Like right after we interviewed at halftime, goal of the season, yeah. easily. You think back to that Jimmy Madronda blast Galazzo that he put in. I don't know why they call it Galazzo. I, I don't speak that you think- language and shouldn't use it. But which which of those is the better for you? Schmetzer says it's the Joao Paulo. Which is the better goal for you, the Madranda or the Joao Paulo? To be to be honest, I think you still also have to include the Joao Paulo half or like volley to himself and banger into the corner. Yeah. I I think, in my opinion, it's still the Jimmy Madranda goal because I've seen goals like the Joao Paulo goal in MLS before. There a couple of seasons ago, there was like I think Giovinco and um, uh. Who was it at the time? The guy that played for Montreal, um, whoever their their big guy at the time. Oh, Piatti. They both yeah. had goals like that where they just dribbled dribbled around the defense, uh, got there, and they those both of those goals, those individual solo efforts uh, and runs were, in my opinion, better than even Jao Paulo's goal was the other day. 
as much as great as that goal was, I still think Jimmy Madronda direct off of a corner, full volley into the off of the top bar down. Like <sighs> you can't beat that. It's like uh, it's like when uh, Patrick Ianni won goal of the year, uh, goal of the season in the very first season in MLS for the Sounders, and it was that like flying scissor kick into the net. Like yeah. it's just things like that that you don't see frequently enough. Where it's like no defense, no goalkeeper could have done anything about it. Uh, Jao Paulo just diced up a bad team right yeah. like he it was it was an amazing goal and and still i think but as a defensive midfielder he did that right so like there's even more weight put on it but i'm with you that sure. there's an explosive nature to the to that wayne rooney bicycle kick to the patrick yeah, yeah. that kind of three-quarter volley there and like a yeah. uh, three-quarter it's bicycle. just out of nowhere it's like just absolutely out of nowhere and i think that there's something to say about the fact that the Sounders, because MLS is the way MLS is, this probably won't happen, but the Sounders realistically have three out of the top five candidates for goal of the season. So cool, man. It's uh, so yeah. So I'm actually curious from our listeners if you could hit us up on our Twitter or whatever and tell us like which, maybe we'll run a poll or something like that if we remember, but like, which is the, which is the goal of the, of the two, we can add a third if you want, but which is the goal of the two, the Schmetzer, what he says, or what we think is fans um, as the goal of the season? Whether it's Madronda or Joao Paulo, what do you say? I mean, like I, I have it's Madronda all day for me yeah, because okay, it's exactly like, okay. Because listen, I the skill that he that Joao Paulo shows off there, being able to double nutmeg and like to just burn through people and get like you know people are trying to pull him back and he just brushes them aside and go. It's really to, and to keep that head of steam for that long and to not be the fastest guy and be able to do that. All of those things add up to a beautiful goal that I would never say was not awesome, but I just. In my mind, I just immediately respond to you. If you just give me a one second to respond, what's your gut response? It's like, oh, Madrada. Yeah, like, there's no, there's no doubt. I think and like, it, it's like Raul Ruiz's goal the, a couple of years ago where he kicked past it to himself over the guy's head yeah, and then blasted Atlanta. it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'll, I'll never be able to tell you who that was against or who else was involved in it or whatever, but I can, I'll never forget the look of that move and how right. you're like, oh, this guy's the best guy on the field. Right. Absolutely. I think that uh, there's, again, I think what we have to caveat is that we are not sliding Jao Paulo because it was an incredible goal. He's done it twice, or not done that type of goal, but he scored two basically goals of the season. Um, arguably, in my opinion, he is the best player on the Sounders right now and potentially one of the most important players to uh, to a team in Sounders history. And I think that he, um, and, and not to slight Nico Ladero, who was instrumental in the two uh, MLS Cup runs that the Sounders ended up winning, as well as the two that they ended up losing, right? But I think Jao Paulo, if you had him and Nico Ladero on the team, this team would be unstoppable. Unfortunately, they haven't been able to play together all that frequently because of uh, Nico Ladero being out for like the crazy amounts of the season. But Jao Paulo, I think, if he had a few more goals or if he had a few more direct assists, he's always like the pass to the pass guy. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah, he, if he had a few more goals, a few more assists, he would be a shoe in for MVP of the uh, MLS MVP. I think for sure he's the MVP for the, for the Sounders. There's nothing. There's nothing quite like Joao Paulo looking super pissed all the time at everybody because he is like Steph might be the captain or assistant captain back there, but nobody is running the show more actively than Joao Paulo. He's he's involved in everything. He like you said he's the hockey assist guy, the the assist on the assist and everything comes through him to start. It's amazing. I read something that he's the only player in the league who has something like 35 tackles and 10 assists 
Like, wow. so he is just, he is doing, I mean, he, 10 assists is not, is, is a lot. Like there are, there are just players in the league with more than him. Right. 35 tackles seems like nothing. I feel like he's I, like, I might've, I might've read it wrong. Sure, no, sure, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it, he has, he has for the amount of assists that he has, he also has the most tackles. And so yeah. it just shows that both directions that he's, he's playing in both directions. He's so vital to the way that the Sounders have played this season. Uh, it's, I mean, I, we cannot say enough about the guy, uh, except for the fact that Jimmy Madronda just happened to like absolutely thunder one into the goal and you can't beat that another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so you were talking about Nico Ladero just a minute ago, but um, you're saying that you know without Nico Ladero and he's been hurt for most of the season, the rumors are that he's gonna play. He got some surgery done in Chicago, and that he's gonna be back on the field. I don't know where you stand with this, Brandon. Do you think we'll actually see him before the playoffs? I don't know, and based on the fact that the Sounders are able to, because I don't, I mean, I just know nothing about medicine, so I, I don't know if he'll be be able to be back. I'm talking about narrative, like you know, sure. they always they they give you this information, and it has nothing to do. They're they're feeding us a line so that way we can talk about it, we can cr- control what right. other teams are thinking, and right. we can see what's going on. Yeah, have them out in practice, warming up, report on it, but the other teams aren't there to scout practice. So I, I think I think that there's. Uh, there's something to say about the fact that the pl- the Sounders have been playing well enough that you would not have to rush Nico back into the fold, right? Like the Sounders are playing so well that it's not like, oh man, we need our talisman Nico back on the field ASAP. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to win the rest of the games of the season or something like that, right? Like he has played so well uh, for this team and has been so important to the team, but he's too important to rush back and have him be injured again and miss next season, right? Like you can't, you can't afford to lose him for that long. I think, uh, Jordan Morris is similar. They, uh, in similar in a narrative way as well. Like Brian Schmetzer a couple weeks ago said something very short. Somebody asked about how's Jordan Morris doing. Brian said, he's ready. That's it. So if you're the opposing team, you're thinking like, am I going to see Jordan Morris in the 18 against us next week? I, do I have to prepare for a guy that's just going to like run right by our guys? Right. Like, or do we, or is he going to be, is this a sleight of hand that we're just trying to right. con- confuse you? Or is he, get, are they going to wait longer to make sure that he gets, you know, s- six weeks of training in before, yeah. and who knows, like we need to actually go to practice to scoop 
this out to be able to see it. But I, I think that we far. will see Jordan Morris before uh, before the end of, before playoffs because Same. because he's. Uh, based on what Brian Schmetzer is saying, he's ready. Uh, he'll he'll probably be in the 18. But I think that you want to integrate a guy like Jordan Morris back into the team who's because he's been out the entire season. You want to integrate him back into the team, get him some playing time in the regular season before you just start throwing him out there in the playoffs. Like, must win games. Specifically, this is problematic because of national duty right now featuring Raul Rui Diaz, who was sent home early after what they're reporting, I saw, I, I'm not quoting it, you can go to Sound Art Hard to find out more, but they reported as a terror that he had. I haven't seen any specifics or follow-ups yeah. since then, but his training camp was done and shipped off. Yeah, so he, he apparently is injured in training with Peru, gets an MRI down wherever they were training, and uh, I think what they're hoping is he was sent back to the U.S. to get another MRI for the, the Sounders team doctors to be able to do it. God, I hope it's not. It's not a tear. I hope like this guy who's having a career season is on pace to yeah. maybe have the Sounders' first twenty goal season in something like seven years uh, to get cut short by something like a injury in um, in 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 national team training for a team that you're like hardly featuring for these days. So it's it's hard to have a, a player like that, one of the best players in the league, one of the definitely one of the best players on the team. Uh, possibly be out for the i don't know the the most crucial point in the in the sounder season i wish uh, the u.s men's national team had a Raul Rui Diaz problem where the, yeah. the best guy in the league is like well i mean he might feature i don't know yeah yeah instead of having more of like a of a um where are the rolled ons from uh, 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 El, Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah. Instead of having an El Salvador problem, where you're like, "Hey, Alex is available. Let's go." <laughs> yeah. No offense to Alex or anything like that, but like you're t- you're not talking about the star of a league. You're talking about a solid guy on a team. Right. Kind of right. like what we started with here. Yeah. Yeah. That's um. It's pretty wacky, Brandon. It's pretty wacky, and I'm gonna go ahead and count. Rudy is out for the season, yeah. so that way we're just switching to Big Willie time and just going for it. Because uh, well, and then having a guy like Jordan Morris up there as well. Uh, exactly. If 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 Big Will Bruin can play hold up and then get a, a really quick guy like Jordan Morris shooting past him, uh, getting some dirty through balls from Joe Paulo, who by the way I feel like always looks like a tired old guy, Joe uh, uh, Paulo. <laughs> And yeah. then, like, he's like he, 22. He's he's 30, and I'm like 30, and I'm like, oh my god, do I look like that? I was like, I I know when I get a little tired, I get some bags under my eyes. But Jean Paulo, you okay, man? <laughs> he's just so angry. It's yeah. like it's, he's like a Sith Lord. It's coming through him. It's like, <laughs> dude, you gotta not give in to your anger, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. it helps you on the field. I get it, but it is sapping your energy. Do we do we ought to get Jean Paulo on that Wellbutrin? <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. All right, let's take a let's take a look at this weekend. Let's focus, focus, okay, focus. Yeah, uh, Sounders on the road before uh, they'll be on the road for this match. Coming home for the next, I believe, on the twenty third. Uh, this is a matchup Saturday night, five thirty, PNC Stadium against Houston Dynamo FC. Oh boy. Okay. What? Well, give us a little. Give us a little. Set us up here, Brandon. Give us a little history and what to expect. Here. Yeah. Look, Houston is is. I say the FC Cincinnati of the Western Conference. They are not good this season. Uh, they haven't been eliminated mathematically from the playoffs, but you might as well write them off. They are in second to last place in the Western Conference, uh, surrounded by the two other Texan teams. So FC Dallas, I think, is last place in the entire league, uh, which is funny because that's usually a team that I think what? of being like 
always a contender, right? Always a contender for the for the Western Conference playoffs. Yeah. So Austin FC expansion team, you know, don't necessarily expect them to do crazy well. Uh, so Austin FC is in. I mean, when the Sounders were an expansion team, when Atlanta United, the Sounders, but like all, yeah. So. Sorry, Austin, but Cincinnati kind of did that. Orlando kind of did that. Just like really garbage seasons right off the bat. Um, oh, Toronto's another one of these teams that's terrible. Yeah, it's weird. These so so anyway. So Houston, you know, I kind of always expect to be down there, and they are. Uh, so uh, <laughs> surrounded by Austin and Dallas, uh, they are. They've won five games out of their twenty nine games this season. So uh, not great, not great guys. Yeah. And twelve draws, twelve losses. That is uh, that's a tough. That's, that's a tough record. Yeah, that's bad. And, and that being said, what we said earlier about the Sounders underperforming. <laughs> yeah. So uh, three meeting, the last three meetings against Houston, not all this season. Um, the the Sounders have won all of them, and I'm pretty okay. sure they've shut out Houston in all of them. So Houston has not scored against the Sounders in quite a while. Uh, obviously, the Sounders are having a great scoring season, coming off of scoring four goals against Vancouver. Hey, is that the one where Steph got hurt? Was it against? No, it was against San Jose. That yeah, was San Jose. Yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you. Because it's always against San Jose when serious injuries happen, like or Ramon Torres tearing an ACL, and yeah. Um, so yeah, they have recently come off of a four-goal game as well, uh, losing to four goals from Kansas City <laughs> to. The- and uh, it's they're just not looking great. So if you want to know exactly how bad they are, I went to their website to see like what's up with Houston. What can I find out? And it's all about the Houston Dash, who are actually good in the uh, uh, the women's soccer league. So speaking of which, congratulations to OL Rain, who also secured a spot in the playoffs. They were just behind the Portland Thorns when I checked last time. I'll look into it now while you're still, talking. They, but- they still are Houston Dash in third place. Oh, great! Yeah, congratulations. That's so awesome. Um, OL Rain. Uh, especially since the NWSL has had a complicated season, yeah, it's cool the that they've been able to focus and uh, and also congratulations to the um, to the Thorns because their season is the impetus of all of this going wrong. And so, I as a yeah. human to human, I am happy that they're able to focus and stay on track. I would like to see OL Rain beat them, but still. The uh, all right, so I'm not one to look past a match, especially um, uh, especially a match that the rest of the matches of the season with only six games remaining are important. One of them being against Houston, obviously this weekend. Uh, I, I don't want to look past that because, as we said in the past, like these these trap games are are real for the Sounders, right? Like they are they are one to drop points against teams that they should not drop points against. Mm-hmm. Uh, historically, against Houston, Sounders haven't had that problem. But you know, every there's a reason you play the game, right? Anything can happen. Now, the next two matches after that are against the next two. Uh, Second place and third place in the Western Conference. So, Ooh, and have- a, I, I got it wrong because there's three matches in eight days this Saturday, then a Wednesday matchup in Colorado at altitude, and then a home match here against Sporting Kansas City. To step on your point, I'm sorry. No, no, but they're the Colorado and, and Kansas City are currently in third and second place, respectively. Oh my God! And then the one after that is at LAFC two day, three days after the Kansas City match. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so the Sounders have four games in ten days. Yeah, and 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 it could not come at a worse time, right? Like you're, you're, well, that's the sound. Like we just waxed poetic about how the Sounders are doing a lot with a little this season. But where's your depth beyond what you have right now? Exactly. And so you're going to get a lot of these players back, right? We've talked about Jordan Morris. Raul Ruiz Diaz is a maybe. Nico Ladero is a maybe. Christian Roldan will come back. Brad Smith will come back. Nuhu, Ariaga, like probably not Dilemba, Alex Roldan. So we're getting a lot of these players back. However, 
four games in 10 days is that's more than they were playing when they were playing in that CONCACAF, whatever weird tournament that doesn't matter anymore. Uh, so, so as much as I don't want to look past this Houston match, you kind of look at the rest of the season holistically and the Sounders have their work cut out for them. But if they do well, if they do well in, in the rest of these matches, they'll lock up a bye in the first round of the playoffs uh, and set themselves up potentially, depending on results in the Eastern Conference with New England, who don't look like they're likely to drop points. But if they do, Sounders have a game in hand over New England right now. And if they win that game in hand, uh, will only be five points behind the Supporter Shield uh, uh, contenders. So that's massive for the Sounders, uh, and and there's still potential for something crazy to happen this season and still pick up the Shield. That said, you got to win the games that you can win, yeah. and one of those games is Houston. So do not look past that game. You have to win that game. Great. That's great. Bruce Arena, man, like him or not, that guy takes a team and makes them win, and, and the type of winning that we were – talked about earlier where they win and win and win and win not like they win against big matches they like show up and get it done that's really he's another one it's obvious that he's a coach that everyone should pay attention to but like there's a few names in there uh old vanny there in um at la galaxy who took toronto to so much success brian schmetzer who's been incredible for seattle and i wish he would get the results all the time and not drop them to the easier opponents but and then of course bruce arena yeah wow it's gonna be exciting end of the season dude it's it's you know something i was thinking about um with uh the uh watching the mariners play interesting baseball all the way up until you know the end of the season this season made me really appreciative of MLS actually because something that MLS does that I think that they should incorporate into um into every sport realistically is on the last day of the season everybody plays at the same exact time I love it's it. decision yeah, day in it. MLS right because every goal for the most part unless you're Houston playing against Dallas on the last day of the season <laughs> every goal matters losers right like there was something like uh, I think a few years ago the Sounders went from like fourth to second to third to second to first to second by the end of the day right yeah. like it was an it just just because of goals scored in other games and so sitting in that press box in Seattle uh, with every game up on all of the different TVs in there is just it was such an incredible feeling and I love even sitting at home being able to switch between games and and watch just like how how is this all gonna end so it's something that I, I think every sport should implement this decision day all teams playing at the same time um, but it's this this year's decision day could be I mean, I'm hoping that it's not going to deter- determine anything for the Sounders because they'll be high enough up that, you know, a Kansas City win or a Colorado win won't affect uh, the Sounders being in first place. But could it affect the Sounders' supporter shield chances? Okay, Brandon, take a look into your Crystal Pepsi ball and its swirling effervescence and tell me what you see for this Saturday's match at Houston, 5.30 p.m., Sounders on the road against a team they've beaten three straight. What is the result you predict, my man? So I'm taking a peek. Oh, what's that? Oh, I'm not looking in the Crystal Pepsi ball this week. Wizard Bird just came from the future and told me what the result is going to be. Well, that seems unfair, but okay. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't even say it. But it's no, good. no, but go ahead. You got it now. The it's... Sounders are going to win two to nothing, and there are going to be goals from Zhao Paulo and Jimmy Madronda. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what's that? The wizard bird has just visited me. Oh, wait, you're not the wizard bird? No, it's it's Kevin Seagal. <laughs> or Kevin Seagal, Steven Seagal. <laughs> Who's Kevin Seagal? 3-1 Sounders. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
<laughs> All right, in case this podcast was just too long and you didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. All right, too long, didn't listen. Brandon's into the reverse chode. <laughs> I'm not. I don't remember the context of that, but you said it at the beginning. I did so say I, it. I, I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair. All right, too long, didn't listen. Get us some fish tubes, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do some new type of confetti. <laughs> fish confetti. All right. Too long. Didn't listen. Madranda is here to thunder. <laughs> Somebody paid Tropic Sounders. Hot rubbish. Hot rubbish.